Hi, I am Lynn, also known as Awesome as a Mom, and I am so excited to be on Undefining Moments podcast. I was very nervous, but you know what? He makes it so much easier. So we talk about, you don't want to miss this episode. We talk about how we're turning autism into awesomeism, how we're traveling around the country. I give a little bit of my thoughts on politics and homeschooling and lots of other issues. So please take a listen and I know you'll love it and listen to all his other episodes because they're amazing. Thank you for tuning into Defining Moments podcast. This episode is brought to you by CMM Financial Services. At CMM, we know how hard it is to find someone who knows and cares enough to create the tax and wealth plan that you deserve. After walking alongside hundreds of clients for the past 20 years with accounting, bookkeeping, tax strategy, and financial planning, we have created a proven system to help you reach your financial goals. CMM has your complete financial team to reach your financial goals. Book a call at cmmfinancialservices.com. Welcome back to the Undefeated Show, Defining Moments podcast. We're located here in the Triple B in OKC in Kyle Golding's beautiful podcast studio. Today's very special guest is an autism activist who is going to, to turn autism into awesomeism. Lynn White, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Absolutely. I'm really excited. Yeah. So we met on Twitter a couple, two and a half, three years ago. Yes. And mm-hmm. we appreciate your following, your support. So thank you for that. And tell Peyton we said we appreciate his friendship. Oh, you're very, yeah, <laughs> Peyton absolutely adores you. He loves you. <laughs> I got a little lecture before I got on here that I had to do a good job because it was your podcast oh, from man. Peyton. And I was like, okay, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Here's a... Some swag that my wife and I thank you share with you and give oh, you. We love this. Thank yeah. you. I'm yeah. I'm super excited. <laughs> yes, I'll definitely be wearing this. That's great. Actually, Peyton will probably arm wrestle me for it because yeah. when he realizes it's from you, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll be sending him stuff when you guys are finally settled down. So okay. let, let's talk about your. You currently are on the road. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. What prompted this move? A few years ago, I became very connected to a young man. He's in his 40s. He's blind in one eye and deaf in one ear. I'm going to get emotional because this story is very emotional. He's mid-functioning autistic, and he's had a very tough life. And um, long story short, he they through no fault of their own, he and his mother were and his brother were basically homeless, okay? And so a friend of mine and I put together a massive fundraiser and we bought them a new home. And his mother died, unfortunately. And I started noticing that he was regressing Hmm. some. And that's a fact that a lot of people don't know is that with autistic adults, if they're not stimulated, they can regress. Okay. So I thought, well, you know, his mom isn't there with him every day. His brother has to work. His brother's gotten married to a wonderful woman. Like, she's so good with him. But, you know, they have a life. They both work, everything. So I was sitting with my husband, and I said, wouldn't it be awesome? I said, there's probably a million Lloyds. His name is Lloyd. (laughs) And I said, there's probably a million Lloyds around America like this, who are, you know, autistic adults that... The parents are overwhelmed. The parents are stressed. The parents are elderly, you know, because autism doesn't stop at 21. Okay. And I said, wouldn't it be amazing if we could come up with like an online, call it an academy, where we did life skills, social skills, business skills, soft skills, fun skills, everything for them. I said, but I wouldn't even know where to go about doing this. Long story short, Peyton's sitting there listening. A couple months later, Peyton shows me and my husband an online virtual academy. And he said, I built this. And I was so touched. And so we decided to call it Team Awesomeism Virtual Academy because I'm awesome as a mom. I go by awesome as a mom because since Peyton was little, I always told him he does not have autism. He has awesomeism because God made him that awesome one. Because depending on the numbers you look at, it can be one in 47, one in 57, or one in 62. But I told him, you're the awesome one. Mm. So Peyton's always grown up saying, I have awesomeism. And so we wanted to take this to other autistic adults. So 
We started the virtual academy and we were out there. We were doing it through social media, which is great. But as you know, you know, unless you spend 24 seven on it and you're just constantly with that, your word doesn't keep spreading. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you do network and you do. So I was invited to speak in Dubai at ICANN Dubai, which was an international conference for autism. Mm -hmm. I was so honored. And the people that came to it on a scale of one to 10 were a 5 million. Like I met people from around the world that were not just passionate, but were compassionate Mm. about changing the world for autism. And with over 70 million autistic adults in the world, it's bigger than a lot of the countries. Okay. We're not doing enough. Mm. And so I came home and I said to my husband, I feel very, very led to take this to the heartland of America because a lot of autism families or autistic adults are not even on social media because they get bullied, they get mocked, they get harassed. And a lot of people in the smaller towns just don't do it. So I said, let's go. And he said, let's do it. We sold our home. So a lot of our items in it. We had to take a 4,100 square foot house and put it down to a 1,400 square foot pad to store. Wow. Yeah. So we had all our bins of donate, you know, sell, throw away, you know, and take. And so here we go. And we did it. We made the commitment. We kind of did it quickly because we were afraid that if we really thought about it, (laughs) we might go, what are we doing? We looked at each other one day and said, this is what we're doing. And we feel good about it. And. I said, let's share the stories on the road. Let's talk to people. Let's talk to whoever wants to talk to us. Let's do podcasts. Let's do interviews. Let's just talk to mom and pop out there, Mm. you know, and autistic adults. Let's share their stories and let's share this. And the whole time we're getting videos for the virtual academy. Yeah. You know, it's really an amazing thing. So starting June 1st, we hit the road. Our first place was Hot Springs, Arkansas. So beautiful. We fell in love with it. And we met some amazing people. And I had really wanted to get my hair cut and colored. And I have such a hard time finding somebody because I have the most horrific hair on this planet. I do. I have horrible hair. And nobody can ever cut or color my hair right. And so I just never did anything with it but throw it up in a bun because I'm like, I'm not going to pay to cry over my hair. So I took a chance. I went to this young woman And she's originally from South Korea. And she had moved to Hot Springs. She had been in different places. She had just Mm. moved there not that long ago. She came highly recommended online. I thought I'm going to give her a try. Fell in love with her. She did my Mm. hair so beautifully. She asked me what I was doing there. Turns out their um, uh, salon is right next to a major therapy place for autistic kids and adults. Wow. She cuts hair for autistic adults. She asked me a bunch of questions how she could do more to help them. And we just bonded. And she took my cards. She took my information. And she said, I really want to help the autism community. That's why we're on the road. Beautiful. And we came here because of you. And um, when we said, well, we're going to Oklahoma City next. We want to see you because you were on my podcast. And of course, Peyton loves you. (laughs) And my best buddy lives here in Oklahoma City. So we were super excited to come here. But next, we're going to Rogers, Arkansas. <laughs> then we're going to Lincoln, Nebraska. And then we're going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And then we're spending 10 days in Minot, North Dakota. And then we're going to weave our way back, stop in Texas for a few days to see our third child, because mm-hmm. I have four children, and then over towards Florida, and then up that way, then back down. Then out west. We're doing this for three to six months. We're planning wow. on six months. Wow. Yeah. So where are you going to finally locate your home? Florida. Florida. Why yes. Florida? Because I lived in Florida for many years and I have a lot of friends there. My friends in Florida are really like family to me. Mm. And they are all very, very, very supportive of That's what I awesome. do. And it's kind of fun because... Like, I have a very dear friend, Perry. His son is my godson. We've been friends for over 30 years. And I was saying to him, you know, I'm going to really miss Preston because my my third child, I've never lived more than 10 minutes from him, even as an adult, right? He had an apartment close to me. 
And he says to me, Lynn, on April 1st, he's going to be 31. You need to calm down. And I thought, there's a friend that remembers my son's birthday and his age, you know, because he's known him since he was a baby, right? Since he was born. And I thought, that's why I'm going back to Florida. We get a lot of support. I have a lot of friends there that, you know, just whenever things have been really good in my life or really bad in my life, I go straight to them. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. I thought you were going to say because of Governor DeSantis, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 I will say this too about Florida. One thing I love about Florida, which has always been my favorite, is I always felt like and this is horrible to say, but I've always felt like Florida is kind of the place where everybody kind of moves individually. You know, mm-hmm. like they move as a family or they move as a couple, and then everybody kind of connects together and becomes family. Okay. You know, like we used to have Thanksgiving with 15 other families, mm. but we were all like family, but none of us were related. Gotcha. You know, okay. I always found that bonding there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What What are some characteristics of uh, autistic children? Well, you know, because it's a spectrum, it's so diverse, but many of one of the very common things that most parents will tell you that they've noticed, which is what I noticed right away in Peyton is he was not as connected to me. Mm. You know, my other children were very connected right away. They wanted to be by me. Peyton really more wanted to be in his swing. He didn't sleep unless he was swinging. He didn't want to be as connected to me. And so I noticed that eye contact can be, but not all do that, you know, and they many times autistic adults can be they seem aloof. People mistake that, but that doesn't mean that they don't have empathy. Like I have people say to me all the time, oh, I must be very hard that Peyton doesn't care. I'm like, I have four children. All of my children are very caring, compassionate kids. They are. They will worry about everyone. Peyton, if you're driving down the street and you see an accident, you turn around, look at Peyton in the back seat. He's praying for mm. whoever's in that accident. Wow. Peyton will worry. He will ask me days later, did you hear anything about that? Do mm. you know if they're okay? He has a lot of empathy. Yeah. He worries about people. So there are some, you know, they they can be a little bit more. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like they can be a little more mechanical in their movements. Okay. You know, like Peyton is more. When he walks and stuff, he's not as relaxed. They tend to be stressed a Mm. little more. They tend to have the anxiety with it. So that's the other thing that we try to do with the academy. We actually have a class on there. My oldest son has a dog that somebody thought was a cute idea to dump, literally dump. And the dog was trying to eat out of my son's garbage can. And he thought it was a raccoon, so he was going to go out and chew it away. And it was a dog. And the dog is part boxer and part um, pointer. So it has the massive head of a boxer and a body of a pointer. And it is the funniest dog on this earth. And so he has his own class on the academy called The Adventures of Zeus and His Friends. And we put it on there because the videos are hilarious, right? It's so that they can laugh, they can enjoy, they can relax. Sure. Because if they're going to learn to cook... We want them to be relaxed, not stressing over yeah. cooking. Yeah. We're getting ready to launch a class that is going to be actually all the classes, all from an autistic adult teaching them how to cook and grill. Well, how neat is that? Isn't it? That actually, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Brian is amazing. Yes, he's an autistic, which reminds me, I want to give you a gift. Oh. <laughs> Peyton is the brand ambassador for White Bulls Barbecue yes. Taco Uppercut. Love it. And he actually has his own little chef shirt and everything from White Bulls. Man. And I want to Thank give you, you so this. much. Yes, that's from me and Peyton. <laughs> this is great. We use it on everything. I even put it on cottage cheese. What? <laughs> Peyton puts it on popcorn for gourmet popcorn. It's amazing. And the gentleman that owns that, mm-hmm. Chris Apple, he hired, uh, brought Peyton in as the brand ambassador to help raise awareness and, and um, acceptance of autism. That's so great. Isn't it? Yeah, 100%. That's amazing. White Bulls Barbecue. Yep. You can get it on Amazon. He's got all kinds of different rubs and seasonings. 
and he's just one of the sweetest, kindest, mm. gentlest human beings. He's a big guy, really yeah. big guy. Yeah. And he is one of, he came and stayed with us for a week and his compassion towards Peyton was so overwhelming to mm. me. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are in Oklahoma for a few more days. Yes. Yeah. We're here till um, Thursday morning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I like to take Peyton to lunch next week sometime. Absolutely. He and would so love that. We'll meet up somewhere and hang out, have lunch and yes. chat and see what's going on. He would love that. Yeah. He, you're uh, you're staying uh, on the north side, right? Yeah. We're okay. staying at the State Bridge Inn and Suites. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what you could do is just come up to my office and we hang out, show you guys our office at CMM Financial and see what we do and go to lunch. There's a nice barbecue place right by. There's, has, yeah, so. And I have one more thing I really want to share. Because okay. you have motivated us so much with your undefeated, <laughs> okay? Because Peyton really, for some reason, this makes me emotional, connected with that. He said to me, Nobody's going to defeat me, and no one's going to defeat other autistic adults. They try, but they won't. Yeah. And so we got these T-shirts, and you, thank you to you, the Team Awesomeism <laughs> Virtual Academy LLC is undefeated, oh, and we wear these man. everywhere. <laughs> we do. We legitimately wear these everywhere, me and Peyton. My husband oh. was like, are you going to wear that today? Because he's so used to me wearing it all the time. <laughs> And I said, no, but you inspired this. And this, we have a program called Teammates for the Virtual Academy because the Virtual Academy is free for all autistic adults. We will never charge the autistic adults, but it's not free for us to run it, Mm. you know, and it's a business. And our dream and our goal is to hire autistic adults that need the help, right? And so what we do is we have a Teammates program and it's just $40 a year. And you get to we all kinds of exclusive content and all kinds of other things we're working on that'll be coming out within the next week. And if you join during the month of June mm. and you're the first 20, you get one of these for free because then you're a walking undefeated <laughs> billboard for us. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We're super excited about this. We actually have started a class called Undefeated because of you. <laughs> and it's all going to be stories about how oh, people have overcome negatives Mm. because that's what we want yeah that's great so a child with autism and they grow into adulthood Mm -hmm. how's that with the job process and hiring and opportunities horrible they have a 75 to 85 percent unemployment rate in america because they have autism yeah because a lot of a lot of the um businesses will t- either take the attitude of, well, I, I, you know, they're rain man, like this mentality of they're rain man. Hmm. I, I'll tell you a story. We were at an event and there was a woman there representing, and I won't use the name, but a senior, very nice, very beautiful senior living facility. And I talked to her and I said, um, you know, I really would like to come and visit because, you know, this is good for autistic adults to come. It's very safe. The, so we really don't want autistic adults there. I said, excuse me? She said, well, you know, they don't drive. They can't do things. They, you know, have constant meltdowns. My son is standing right there. I just told her my son was autistic. So after listening to her about five, for five minutes, give all of the misinformation about autism, mm. I looked her in the face and I said, have you ever heard of Elon Musk? And she said, of course I have. I said, do you know he's the richest man in the world? And she said, I know. I said, he's autistic. Mm -hmm. She said, what? I said, so Elon Musk couldn't live at your place. I said, well, he probably wouldn't. He'd probably just buy it. (laughs) Because, you know, don't mess with a mama bear, especially a mama bear of an autistic. Sure. And we walked away and Peyton looked at me and he goes, she doesn't know anything about autism. I said, no, Peyton, you know, the saddest thing is, an autistic adult could try to be hired by that company that she works for. And if she did the interviewing, she would just dismiss them immediately. Mm. And unfortunately, that's more, you know, common than uncommon. Yeah. And 
I say this all the time, if any other part of our population had a 75 to 85% unemployment rate, people would be banging the tables demanding. Sure. So that's another thing we're doing on the uh, with the tour is to raise awareness to that and then be able to find companies that like you guys have an amazing company here called Not Your Average Joe mm. Coffee Shop. That's all they hire, special needs adults. Okay, we're going to meet with them on Monday. We want to highlight those kind of companies. Mm. We want to highlight. So if you're listening to this podcast, you have a small business, come to us. We'll put you on our, our um, roster. Mm. We want people to support that. We want people to hire autistic adults. We're going. We're getting ready to start a class to help them learn how to get more business skills, start their own businesses, start their own things. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys are leading by example because you have the the chef yep. on, and he's got autism, and he's going to show the autistic yep. young men, women to mm-hmm. learn how to cook and become awesome. Yep, yep, and that's part of, too, why we loved it when Peyton became a part of the barbecue community because it was like, hey, look, guys, you guys know what I know. You can bring him in. You know, he can be hired. Here. Yeah. yeah. You guys. And, you know, sometimes you have to kind of think outside the box. I get that. You know, maybe it's not always easy to hire some autistic adults. Think outside the box. Find a way. Mm. You know, and if you own a small business, think of a way to hire an autistic adult. Again, this is why we have the teammates club, because the more teammates that we get to join, the more people are for the lack of a better description, invested into the virtual academy. Mm. They spread the word. We can do more classes. We can help them learn more business skills, how to start their own business, how to do a business. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I I, I don't know if you remember this, and you probably do because you remember just about everything (laughs) and all those small details as well. But we partner with Deer Creek High School and have special needs or kids like that come through the summer program with us and hang out for a few hours and kind of see what we do, how we manage the day-to-day at CMM. And it's great. I love See, that's the thing. How great is that? Because, you know, you may bring one in who otherwise would never have thought about doing that. Mm -hmm. And now they find their passion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on to a, a point with that, too, I want to make. One of the things that very few people think about but you know for the parents of an autistic adult i'm lucky i have three older children who legitimately fight among each other who's going to take some of them are out there you know they have no other children yeah or they have one child that can't take them or whatever reason right right who's going to take that child after they're gone and if they don't have skill sets to take care of themselves yeah you know and people will say to me well lynn they can go in an assisted living and i'm like they have to live there for 35 years. Who's going to pay for that? Yeah. So this is why we want to teach them more skills. You know, how to take care of themselves better, how to cook, how to clean, how to get a job, maybe own their own small business, make friends. Two or three of them can live in a very secure apartment. All of a sudden, the cost goes from 10000 a month to 1000 a month. So if you have $250,000 yeah. set aside, you've got your child taken care of for 25 to 30 years. They, wow. See what I mean? Dang, yeah. That's impressive. Thank I mean, you. If, you, if you think about that, that's yeah. yeah. That's that's doable. Yes, it is. Uh, and you know, and if we can keep raising the the awareness, I met a woman when I was in Dubai. She's actually from Pakistan and her entire she does it all over the world. Her entire um focus is going to all of these, you know, senior complexes around the country around the world, I mean, to say to them, why don't you work with us? And then you can bring in more autistic adults to live in there. And I'm like, I love you because we can't do it all individually. This is why I want a team. That's why we call team awesomeism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with with that in mind, how does education publicly homeschool, how does that play into Well, I homeschooled Peyton, and I had a lot of people ask me if I homeschooled him because he was autistic. No, I homeschooled all my children. In fact, I was a massive activist in the state of Florida when my older kids were little for homeschooling. And I'm a massive believer in the umbrella school system for homeschooling, which most people don't even know what that is. Basically, there's accountability. You are registered under a umbrella school, which is like a school, a private school. 
Many times they take classes. Half the classes are from the parents. Okay. The other half are from teachers or like my my kids took biology from a doctor. That was who taught them their biology class. Okay. Wow. And so, you know, we, uh, the umbrella school that my kids were actively engaged in, we had one of the um, top bakers from Walt Disney World come and teach them how to bake. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, like your company, somebody from your company that's an accountant could teach them accounting. So then they're under an umbrella school. Yeah. So there's accountability. Yeah. They're getting the proper classes, right? Yeah. Like my daughter went on an archaeological dig because she was really into archaeology, right? So they do all these kind of things. And most of the umbrella schools, not all, but most of the umbrella schools have a physical location. So like my kids, my son played basketball. They had prom. They had everything that all the other private school kids had. Mm. It's just they were homeschooled. That's so awesome. I had control of their education. Yeah. The government wasn't telling me. So if my child couldn't pass eighth grade math, I didn't just make sure they went to ninth grade. I made sure that they learned abroad. They were then put in with other kids that were struggling in math and they were taught math. So you as a parent are in control. Yes. And not the government. Right. And Mm. so I felt very strongly because my attitude with my children, I'm horrible at math, like horrible. You know, I I can remember sitting in math class. I went to Christian schools. I went to Dutch Christian schools in America. And I can remember sitting in math class sobbing because I was just like, I hate math so much. I hate it so much. And I had to take a lot of it because our schools weren't the Dutch Christian schools. If you wanted to go to college, which I did, weren't like, eh, okay, we'll just shove you through. They were yeah. like, no, you're going to learn. Yeah. Okay. And so I had that philosophy with my children too. So when you're under an umbrella school, they have to be tested. They were tested by certified teachers every year. Wow. Okay. And at the same time, you found those tutors, quote unquote, who worked with the children. They were in classroom settings. My kids were reading Homer the Iliad freshman year of high school. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Because they had classical education. That's pretty advanced. Yeah. That's why I always love when people acted like I sat at the kitchen table and talked to giggly goop to my kids. I was like, no. Okay. Like my children were educated Mm. and there was accountability. Yeah. And I am a massive believer. I mean, if I had my way, if my children were still younger, I would go to all 50 states to talk about umbrella schools. Like. God bless the state of Florida. You wonder why I love Florida so much. God bless the state of Florida. Go look in their homeschooling in their laws. And it says right in their umbrella schools. It's written in their laws. I fought very, very hard in the state of Florida. I worked in politics. It's very adamant that umbrella schools were brought to the attention of the elected officials. Wow. Because a lot of people do not know what umbrella schools are. Right. That's the concept we've kind of taken with the virtual academy. It's... You know, we want to bring in experts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if I get somebody to come to me that says, look, I'm a lawyer. I would love to teach a class or do the videos because we do videos on the Virtual Academy rather than live, which brings me to another point. People ask me all the time, why don't you do live classes? We're going to do some, but we do the videos so that they can loop them in case they want to learn, you know, watch it 10, 20 times. Stop it go backwards, they don't get stressed out because they miss something, okay? So say I had a lawyer come to me and say, I want to teach about, you know, for the parents, the difference between, you know, having your child getting a a power of attorney or being the full guardianship and I'll do six classes on it. I'd be like, yes, please. Will you please join us and do it? Mm -hmm. Because that's their expertise. Financial people. Listen, many, many, many autistic Families are afraid because they don't know how to invest properly or save their money. You know, who's going to take care of their child? Financial people. I say to people all the time, if you're in, I don't care what business you're in, you can lend something to autism. Mm. We'd love to have your videos on our academy. So that's kind of, in a way, the umbrella school concept. There is accountability. We've got it out there. If the more people we have in with us, that's why we do the teammates. They can say, you know, hey, 
I don't I don't like this or something. And we say, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, like we have a class on there about neurofeedback. Massive fan of neurofeedback. Okay. You know, it's it it my third child and myself went through it. Huge fan. Sandstone neurofeedback in the Woodlands, Texas area, phenomenal. They work with a lot of autistic kids and adults. Okay. I had never even heard of it. But it's a it's it was a lifesaver for us. Mm. It really helped me. I was diagnosed with severe PTSD and it's really helped me. Really helped me. Yeah. And neurofeedback is um all over the world. Most people don't even know about it. It's drug free, which is phenomenal. You're not getting addicted to, you know, for the PTSD mm-hmm. or for autism or for sleep, you know, people who can't sleep, all these different things, right? So we have a class on there called Your Brain. And it's all the neuro nuggets from Sandstone Neurofeedback teaches you how your brain works. Yeah. Wow. They're experts in it. I'm not. <clears throat> I you you can take what I know about neurofeedback other than what I've personally gone through, put it in a thimble and have room left over. I just don't know enough. So I'm not going to get on there and go, well, your brain, blah, 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 because I'm just kidding. You know, I'm going to give nonsense. That's their expertise. Dr. Agnes is an expert in this. This is what they do. Yeah. Wow. So at CMM, we can make videos about taxes, accounting and things like that and give them to you and if you want to we show would to, love that that'd be pretty cool they would be very cool like this, and yes stuff like that. yeah yes because this is what we try to tell people look i know what i know okay mm. my dad always tried to tell me when i was growing up i it was very i loved my dad my dad was very wise my dad was very my husband now this is my second husband husband now is very much like my dad he's annoyingly funny I won't, I hope he doesn't hear that because I, I don't want him to know I find him funny because um, <laughs> he teases me constantly. But my dad was so wise. My dad always said, I want you to know two things in life. Find commonality with everyone you meet because mm. life is a lot easier because you make, a, you know, you sure. get to know people better and know what you don't know. Because when you know what you don't know, you put the right people around you. Very wise. Yeah. That's good. And that's what we're trying to do with the Academy. That's why we're trying to get on the road. That's why we're on the road. That's why we're trying to talk to as many people because we don't know. Mm-hmm. We only know Peyton, right? Yeah. We only know what we get. Last night I woke up this morning to a sister of an autistic adult. He can't find a job. Do I have any tips to help her? I get this all the time. I'm up sometimes at three in the morning because an autistic adult is threatened suicide. Mm-hmm. Something. And I'm like, I'm only one person and I don't know that much, but I try to build this massive network of people who care so that I can say, yes, you can go to this person. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. person can help you. We, I have a friend of 42 years who is the CFO for a new studio out of Florida. Here we go again, Orlando, Florida. And they're doing more positive stuff, Right. I have a very dear friend who's very involved in the Academy, Mm -hmm. who is a former Hollywood director, won every award you can win. He's got the story like you can't believe, like his story. I I don't even want to tell it. His story is so amazing. He took in a child out of the system and adopted him and turned his life around. He's now an award-winning author. I'm connecting him with the studio so that he can work with this studio. And guess what? One of the very first things we want to put together is he wrote an entire script where the star, one of the stars of the the story is an autistic adult. Oh, man. And we will actually put an autistic adult into the show. Wow. And this will be done with the Academy in conjunction with the Academy. This is why I tell people, please come to me with your ideas. Come to me with your thoughts. Yeah. I don't, I know so little but I want to build that. That's another reason why we only do the $40. Because people mm. are like, oh, and you'll never be able to. I said, I'd rather have 25,000 people mm. give me $40. Because then guess what? 5,000 of them are going to come to me and say, how can we help? Yeah, no, that's true. So how can people help? Well, you can go to teamawesomism.com and join our teammates program for $40. And if you're one of the first 40, you're going to, I mean, first 20, you're going to get one of these awesome <laughs> teachers. You can give us videos. You can spread the word to other autistic adults. 
You can come to us with ideas. You own a business? We'd love to have you in our small business registry. You want to work with people? You want to hire an autistic adult? There's a thousand ways you can help us. Mm -hmm. Those are just some of the most prominent that we need. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to know you a little bit. You're very positive. Obviously, you're very passionate yes, about the subject matter. I feel like you're very passionate about a few different things as well. Um, what do you feel about the political landscape? I feel like we have become so ugly hmm. that we are not allowed to have a difference of opinion anymore. And I'm... I left it because I was tired of that. I was tired of fighting. Mm. You know, it was my passion to really try to change lives. I I had an uncle who was a politician in Illinois. I know, I know, he, I know he's twirling in his grave. Forget rolling over. <laughs> What's going on in Illinois? Um, and so I kind of, you know, he was kind of my idol, so to speak, mm. him and my dad. And so that's kind of where I became you know, political. Um, Like, I'll just use this as an example. I look at Robert F. Kennedy Jr. comes from a very prominent Democrat family, Mm. right? He gets out, he makes some comments, he goes to the border, right? He's a Democrat, right? The Republicans are screaming border, border, border. Mm. Living in Texas, I can tell you that's a very prominent issue. Sure. Okay, having lived in Texas, it's a serious issue that people are not paying enough attention to. He goes there, and all I see is people just completely tearing him to shreds. Hmm. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? He just took this issue bipartisan, and you just want to destroy his personality. You want to destroy everything about this man because he's talking about something you don't want to talk about. Hmm. You know, what bothers me about what we're doing politically now is... Oh, I'm sorry, you don't agree with me? That means you're a horrible, horrible person, and I'm going to call you every name in the book. Mm. How are we ever going to fix anything? How are we going to fix mental health issues? Yeah. How are we going to fix things for autism? How are we going to fix any of this if all we're going to do is name call and point fingers? That's, yeah. all, that's all we do. That's all we do. It's ugly. And you know what? People take the mentality now, and I have people say this to me all the time, well, and you know what? I just, I, I don't want to get involved. I just walk away. It's time for the people who are sick of the fighting and want to talk about issues. Yeah. We don't have to all agree. Sure. You know, I have four children. They don't agree on much. Okay. But if we can't have adult conversations, yeah, we're never going to fix mm-hmm. anything. And I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. I really am. And when you try to have a conversation with somebody that disagrees with you, I mean, I'm fed up with being called names because I don't agree with somebody. It is. It's tiring. If you were to write a book, what would the title of your book be called? (laughs) Probably call it. um, I'm probably a little too passionate (laughs) because I'm very passionate about what I believe in. Yeah. You know, I love the fire. Yeah. I love the energy. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But a lot of people don't like it, you know. I mean, my dad always said to me when I was a kid, it's better to be disliked for who you are than like for who you aren't. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and I am the first to admit that, you know, I'm, that's the other thing I'm really tired of in America is that people like to point fingers at everybody else. Well, you're this and you're that and you did this and you did that and da, 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 da. Instead of going, well, you know what? I made mistakes, too, so I probably shouldn't judge other people. And Mm. it seems sometimes like the people who judge the other people and their mistakes the most are the ones who refuse to (laughs) self-reflect, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm very much about, I love people who are cause-driven, not applause-driven. That's a good one. Thanks. Yeah, Mm cause-driven, not applause-driven. That's true. That's true. It's almost like the -the behind-the-scenes person, too. Yeah. the driving force. Yeah. And yeah. I d- also don't think we talk enough about, I don't think we talk enough about mental health, you know, back to the political, but sure. I'll tell you something else. I don't think we talk enough about abuse mm. because when you've come out of an abusive relationship an abuse in your family or abuse, 
people tend to shame you. Mm. And a lot of mental health issues stem off of the abuse. And when you have to survive because you're in abuse, you make a lot of mistakes because it is easier to do things to keep the peace than to fight. Yeah. You get tired of fighting. Yeah. What about substance abuse? Oh, we don't do anywhere near enough for that. And that's another reason why I like this neurofeedback so much, Mm. because it's not, oh, you have... You have depression? Okay, let me write you 22 prescriptions. Now you're addicted to them. Here's 10 to get up in the morning. Here's 10 to go to sleep at night. Mm. Yeah. You know, we have to start talking more about that. Yeah. We do. I think people are so, and I think that's also the lashing out of ugliness Mm. is because people are miserable. You know, and then they become, you know, they become addicted to substance. You know, be it alcohol, be it drugs, be it, you know, whatever. Yeah. You think social media has played a big part in yes. depression? and Yes. Because, you know, I, I one time I, I was sitting watching Dr. Phil during the day. And he made the comment, stop comparing your real life to people's fake life on social media. <laughs> and I just wanted to run through my TV and hug him, you yeah. know, because I was like, that's, you know, people use all these filters and, you know, they, oh, I have the perfect life and my life is, you know, and then yeah. people sit at home and go, oh, yeah. you know, and that's another reason why I try to tell autistic adults when I meet with them and they'll be like, but I'm left out and other people have all these friends. I'm like, no, other people don't have all these friends. They pretend they have all these friends. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between reality and pretend. Sure. You have to differentiate that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so true, so true. That especially the filters of the uh, the pictures and oh, filtering man. certain things out, et cetera, to make yourself look either thinner or I don't know, identify something else. I guess. I have, I have a friend that I've made. He is the funniest guy. He's from South Florida, and he and I connected on Instagram. And we send each other these filter pictures that we find, and then we cry laughing. It's the only way, because it's like, come on, really? Yeah. You know, meanwhile, back in the land of reality, people will send me, because I don't filter anything. I don't even, I'll be honest, I don't even know how to filter. Yeah. And people will send me and be like, Lynn, do you feel okay? And I'm like, yes, I just don't have makeup on, and I don't care. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love it because I, I, I'd rather have the unfiltered, unraw, unscripted type of life, you know, yes. or, or podcasts or just yes. hanging out. I know. I've, I've put pictures up before where my dog's in the background, you know, looking like, you know, like scratching, you know, like, yeah. and people are like, you know, you look at these other people and they have the perfect background and their house is perfectly clean. And, yeah. you know, and I think, I do think that what happens is a lot of parents then sit there and go, I don't live that life. My children aren't perfect. Their hair isn't always. And they don't realize that person spent three and a half hours trying to get that picture. Yeah. That's so interesting because, so Kyle Golding, he does these Saturday morning households and he, all these tidbits and nuggets. And he, I'm going to paraphrase this and Kyle can, you can correct me, but it was a, an episode where he talked about these social media influencers and they try to do the perfect thing, Right. And then that's all they do is just doing that perfect thing. And it takes so much time. But how sustain oh, how sustainable is that to that person? Right. How much time it does it take? Yes, I agree. It, right. It's true. Because you know, here's the other thing. If I were to get on like when we're doing <clears throat> the travel and I had everything perfect, right? Am I going to spend three hours each time? I want you know what I mean? <laughs> because otherwise I really kind of show when I'm really, you know, that that was fake, you know, like I, I've had, I have one more Peyton stand in the background like this, like yeah. you know, he doesn't really want to <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. If you had a chance to hang out with three different people and have coffee and conversations with who would they be dead or alive? Doesn't matter. I've thought about this before. One would be Sheikh Zayed. Let me tell you who he is. He was the founder of the United Arab Emirates. He's who brought all seven Emirates together into one country. Because to me, that man 
is a hero to take seven completely different tribes, Mm. right? Because that's what they were at the time, and made them one country that now is one of the leading countries in the world in less than 60 years. Yeah. United Arab Emirates is less than 60. It's younger than me, okay? Because I'll be 63. Younger than me. That's where Dubai is. That's where Abu Dhabi is. They, They... have changed that entire region, mm. right? Dubai yeah. is phenomenal. All the Emirates are. I, lo- I have a very dear friend who is, he goes by the Green Sheikh. He is uh, a Sheikh from, he's a royal from Ajman, which is one of the Emirates. He's a, he's a world leader in, you know, trying to bring positivity to the world, mm. okay? And he's a very compassionate, passionate person. And I, I his, his real name is Sheikh Abdulaziz. And I look at the United Arab Emirates with awe. Every time I go there, I just, people, you know, my friends tease me because when I'm getting on the plane to go to Dubai, I'm like running to get on the plane. When I'm getting back on the plane to come home from Dubai, I'm like, (laughs) I love it. I love the United Arab Emirates. He did something that I think is phenomenal and changed the world, you know, in many ways, because Saudi and all these other places have changed a lot because of Dubai. You know, because yeah. of the United Arab Emirates. So, Sheikh Zayed, I would definitely love to talk to him. Another person I would absolutely love to talk to, and this is such a weird one, John Calvin, because I was raised a Calvinist. I went to Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It was Now it's called Calvin University. But our Dutch Christian Reformed mm-hmm. is Calvinist. We're mm-hmm. Calvinists. So I had to learn the Heidelberg Catechism and the Canons of Dort and all that. Okay? Wow. So, um... I would love to have, I'd love to find out why he felt it necessary to do what he did. And I'd like to tell him, you've changed, you know, there's Calvinism is now worldwide. You know, this was a man who took his own theology Mm -hmm. and philosophy and basically changed. You know, I would like to just find out why he felt so much of the things he felt. Yeah. Wow. I, I think that would be really cool to sit with a scholar who had such an impact on my religious life mm-hmm. because I am a Calvinist. Yeah. And I always will be a Calvinist. Yeah. It's just something you're not getting out of me. Yeah. You know, like I've had people argue with me about infant baptism versus adult baptism and all of that, but I'm very firm in my Calvinist beliefs. Yeah. So that's another one. And I would probably say the third person that I would really love, someone who's funeral I went to and I cried and I was honored to go to his funeral would be Ronald Reagan Mm. because Ronald Reagan fought so hard to take down communism and free people Mm. and I just thought he did so much that he was never really given credit for in a lot of ways you know and I mean, look at Germany now, how different it is because, you know, my daughter lives in Dresden, which mm. she would never been able to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you look at, and you always hear those stories about when, you know, they, the, he was in the negotiations and he said, yet he would not give in, you know, and look at how different Russia became. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He kind of was a... He was kind of the tip of the iceberg of a lot of changes in the world. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of President Reagan's funeral, I remember watching that and how moving it was. They flew on Air Force One to different places. And before they took his casket out of Air Force One, they would play, and this gives me chills, but they would play Hail to the Chief because that was him and Nancy Reagan's favorite song at the time was Hail to the Chief. Yeah. Is that crazy? It, you know, I have a very, very, very dear friend who's like a dad to me. He's one of my mentors. His name is um, Ambassador Sam Zakam. He was the former ambassador to Bahrain, and Reagan appointed him. And he was the actual first Arab-born ambassador from the United States to an Arab country. Yeah. And I've been able to ask him so many questions about Reagan because he was friends with Reagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to hear... Some of the personal stories just made me love Reagan, you know? And one of the things that I loved about Reagan was, and this is so different than we have now, 
Reagan didn't believe in sitting around name calling everybody he disagreed right. with. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I remember him saying one time, and I I thought this is so true. He said, you know, if we make it so that families don't have to get up every morning and worry about where their next meal is coming from or that they have a roof over their head, they can focus on being a family. Love it. And I wish we had more of that philosophy because there are so many autistic adults nowadays and their parents suffering and worrying about where their next meal is coming from. And they're afraid to tell anybody because the government might say, well, then you can't take care of your child. Yeah. And I wish we would bring back some of Reagan's decorum. Yeah. Yeah. How do you want it to be remembered? That I helped autistic adults. You're on that mission. Yeah, I am. It's my passion. You know, I said to His Highness, Sheikh Abdulaziz, not too long ago, I said, because we text a lot. And I said, you know what I love so much about you? And he said, what? And I said, you don't just have passion, you have compassion. Mm. And I think if we don't have compassion and passion, we're not doing the best we can. Yeah. And he has compassion and passion, and I've watched that in him, and I've tried to emulate that. Yeah. And that's why I want to be remembered, that even though I was later in my life, I made a lot of mistakes. I did. I've done a lot of wrong. But in the end, I did it right because I helped autistic adults. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're an awesome person. I, I appreciate you taking the time to come into the studio and record this episode with us. And yeah, I, I'm really thankful that we met off of Twitter three yeah, years ago, right? <laughs> And I, I'd love to have uh, you, your husband, and Peyton come into our offices and let's all meet our staff and then let's all go to lunch and hang out. Absolutely. Oh, Peyton, are you kidding? Peyton would love that. Okay. Peyton, would pro- Peyton will probably look at me and say, do you have to be here? <laughs> <laughs> so how do people get in touch with you and contribute? Okay. Go to Team Awesomeism, and it's A-W-E-S-O-M-I-S-M dot com. And there's all kinds of ways on there that you can do it. You can do it through Cash App. You can do it through Venmo. You can do it, you can do it PayPal. You can do it lots of ways. And if you want to email me, you want to talk to me, you can email me at Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, don't forget the E, at A-W-E-S-O-M-I-S-M. M-O-M.com. I'm Awesomeism Mom, but there's two M's in there. A lot of people forget that double M <laughs> when they do the Awesomeism Mom. So I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love if you have ideas, if you want to work with us, if you want to collaborate, if you want your business listed, just reach out. I love getting emails from people. And if you have if you have an autistic adult or you're an autism family and you need help, please reach out to us because we will connect you with who we can and try to help. And you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. My favorite is Flipboard, but if you're not on Flipboard, that's okay. And um, I'm also, uh, I'm on Facebook, but I never really go on Facebook. I don't really like Facebook. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. I'm Lynn Awesome as a Mom on LinkedIn. That's excellent. Well, I'm proud of you and thank you so much thank for you coming so on. Much. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. This is wonderful. <laughs> thank you. For more Defining Moments podcast content, visit our webpage www.undefeated.show Follow us at Death Moments Pod on Twitter and at Defining Moments Podcast on Instagram.